KMTT, Kimitzion Teitzei Torah. You're listening to the Erev Shabbat program, Erev Shabbat Kodesh, Parashat Chukat, Vav Tammuz. Erev Shabbat program is Lilui Nishmat Shlomo Yosef Ben Chaim Shmuel, and I'm your host, Jonathan Snowbell. Year after year, I come across Parashat Chukat. <clears throat> and year after year, I scratch my head, and I'm positive that we discussed this already last year. Nonetheless, I go back to it, <coughs> and I ask myself the same questions and a couple more new questions that only frustrate my myself more, which makes me have to come back to that same answer and perhaps fine-tune it again and reformulate it, but it's essentially the same idea. Nonetheless, I find it important to ask the questions again and reformulate the answer. If we assume, which I think is a good assumption, that Perakaf in Sefer Bar, which is the second chapter within Parashat Chukat, quantum leaps up into the future. The Historically, we are no longer in the first or second year of B'nai Israel's wandering in the desert, but we are actually in the 40th year. And <clears throat> the people, B'nai Israel, who we are talking about, are no longer those same people <clears throat> who left me time. Those people have died. Their death has been alluded to within Parshat Para, which deals with Tumatmet. <clears throat> Although that's not the reason why I think it's a good idea to accept this uh, assumption of Chazal here. Today we're not going to question the assumption because that's not where I'm heading towards. But rather, we're just going to accept it at face value. It says so in Rashi. In any case... <coughs> Then we have two parshiot in which B'nai Israel complain within the parsha, and <clears throat> we have to scratch our heads and say, well, what's changed here? B'nai Israel, the previous generation, showed that they were unable to disattach themselves from Yitzrayim. <coughs> and probably in the, <coughs> in the deepest sense of the term, not just an attachment to the land, not just an attachment to not being masters of their own fate, probably also not 
wanting the Torah, as Chazal read into their words in Parshat Vahalotcha. Here we have a new generation, fresh generation, the generation that's going to go into Eretz Yisrael. We'd like to think that we're going to hear a different tune. And the first thing we read about <clears throat> is that there's no water, something that we're familiar with from the first generation. And what do they say? Why have you brought us? Why have you brought us, the congregation of God, to this midbar, to this desert, to die us and our cattle? Why have you taken us out of Mitzrayim to take us to this terrible place? This is not a place of seeds, of figs, of, of grapes, of <coughs> pomegranates. There's no water to drink. Sounds like the same tune. <coughs> so here, of course, within the irony, we have... Moshe Rabbeinu losing his his chut, his privilege to go into Eretz Yisrael, where we actually scratch our heads and say, well, why are these people going into Eretz Yisrael? They don't sound very different than the previous generation. What makes them <coughs> ready to go into Eretz Yisrael? And again, don't say to me, well, they didn't sin at Chet HaMeraglim. Chet HaMeraglim is ultimately symptomatic of a much deeper problem. God is not just interested in punishing for the sake of punishment. God is in, is interested in correcting a situation to make it work. His punishment in Chedem Araglim wasn't a punishment for the sake of a punishment, but a realization that this generation is not fit to go into Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, they can't go into Eretz Yisrael because they're too tied into Mitzrayim. Nitznah Rosh Hashanah Mitzrayim, as they say, let us point a leader and go back to Mitzrayim. That being the case, there has to be a change, there has to be a shift. But if we think this happens once, we end up finding out that it happens twice. Because later on in the Parsha, in Parakaf if we read... The people spoke out against God and Moshe. Why did you take us out of Mitzrayim to die in the desert? There's no bread and there's no water. And our, we are sick of this bread. This miserable bread, as the English translation says. <clears throat> doesn't sound very good. So then I'll say to myself, wait, in the second incident, this this is Ben Israel showing some sort of character because when they're faced with death and punishment, they're able to be Chozer B'Tshuva. They say, Chatanu. Because we spoke out against God and we spoke uh, and and against you, pray, pray to God to take away the nachash, the snake, and Moshe prays for the people. 
Okay, that sounds very good. So there we can say, in Israel, in this generation, they're able to take responsibility for their mistakes, they're willing to be chodah b'tshuva. But I have a hard time differentiating between that and what we find in the Chet HaMaraglim. Because in Chet HaMaraglim, when Bnei Israel hear that they're not going to go into Eretz Israel, <coughs> they say, Hinenu ve'alinu el she'amar Hashem ki chatanu. We are going to go up <coughs> and go to the place that God said, ki chatanu, because we sinned. There too, they're willing to recognize their sin, or willing to recognize their mistake, and they even physically head out towards Eretz Yisrael. So here I could point to the fact that they understand that their, the correction has to be through Moshe and through God, and not a whim of their own, as opposed to there where they reject Moshe's authority who tells them, don't go anywhere. But, is this what makes this generation ready to go into Eretz Yisrael? <clears throat> What's missing in Bnei Yisrael's complaint? And here, I don't know how much this is to their merit, but as a function of reality. There's no yearning for Mitzrayim in the real sense. <clears throat> we know what it's like to yearn for Mitzrayim. We remember Mitzrayim. We remember the fish that we ate there for free. The zucchinis, the watermelons. In fact, the vatichim here are watermelons. Let's point ahead and go back to Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim for the first re- generation, is a reality. It's a reality, it's a viable reality. It's a viable reality from which they are unable to divorce themselves and therefore they are not fitting to go into Eretz Yisrael. <clears throat> for this next generation, Mitzrayim is some sort of thing from the past that used to be very significant to their parents' generation. And when they wanted to complain, they said, Oh, why don't we go back to Mitzrayim? So they know how to repeat those words. Even within the text, <coughs> A, we don't see There is no yearning for Mitzrayim, the reality of Mitzrayim, because there's no knowledge <coughs> of that reality. There's no description of Mitzrayim in idyllic terms. <coughs> As we saw by the Tan Yiram in last week's Parsha. And so yes, they do repeat the mantra of Lama HaElitunami Mitzrayim. <coughs> But it says a mantra. It's not a real episode in their lives. These people, <clears throat> even in their bad actions of complaining against God, <clears throat> don't have the same potential as their forefathers. And the 40 years had a correcting effect. 
on these people. <coughs> Therefore, despite their repetition of their parents' mantra, they, can, they are fit to go into Eretz Yisrael because they are not attached to Mitzrayim. On a more positive note, I'd like to say that there is a maturation in the positive direction, not just as a result of time. Later on in the Parsha, when they again are missing water, there doesn't appear to be a complaint. And more importantly, we see Az Ashir Yisrael, Atashira Hazot. The same words that we know of Parshat B'Shalach of Az Yashir Moshe Ben Yisrael, where Moshe leaves the song at Kriyat Yamsuf. Here the nation <coughs> grabs the bull by its horns and they sing the song without Moshe's leadership on their own. Here I see a sign <coughs> of personal growth, of maturation beyond just <coughs> the change of reality. But this change of reality is something that we really must <coughs> relate to. Because... <clears throat> every generation is a diff- different generation and there are different events within each generation's life that form the psyche of that generation we must educate towards that psyche <clears throat> if the people in the 1950s and the 1960s the Jewish people grew up Knowing about the Holocaust in a real way, not as I know of it in history, but knew about the reality of what took place in the Holocaust, and knew then what a drastic change the advent of the State of Israel was. And if the people who grew up at that time knew what the state of Israel was like those first 19 years and how the borders were like a noose around the state of Israel and not new like I know from reading history books but new because they experienced that and they understood the dramatic victory of the 1967 war and that had an impact on them in a different way than it impacts me, who was born well after the 1967 war. Yes, I know about the Holocaust. Yes, I don't take the state of Israel for granted. Yes, I don't take Jerusalem for granted, because I've been educated historically, but haven't experienced things in the same way. And this is something, as educators and leaders, that we have to know to find towards what we are educating. And this perhaps is Moshe Rabbeinu's mistake, is that when he hears Lama Mitzrayim, he gets on the defensive. And he relates Shimunam Orim, as the Ramam says, in a way which is not fitting towards these people. Because these people, they say Lama Mitzrayim, but these people, they really want water. And when these people say, You know what? They've been eating man for 40 years. They're really ready to go into something else, to do something differently. They don't really want to go back to Mitzrayim. It's our duty as leaders and educators then 
to have our hand on the pulse of our generation to know what what are their issues can we excite and bring about Jewish education through the Holocaust the advent of the state of Israel even the six day war in the same way that it was able to bring in Jewish identification in the past or in the year 2010 we can educate historically to the importance of those events but we have to learn how to tap in to the pulse of this generation and find how we excite galvanize them towards Jewish identification in a way which is appropriate for their psyche for a new generation of today Shabbat Shalom.